Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today, of course, I'm joined by the lovely girls. So I will just get them all to quickly say hi and tell you who they are. Let's start with Louise. Hi, everyone. I'm Louise from Essex in England, and I am a spiritual medium of 11 years, which I blows my mind every time I say that. <laughs> nice uh, to meet you all. <laughs> it'll be going by so quickly, Louise. All of a sudden, we'll be saying 20 years. And yeah, we will. <laughs> Where did that go? And Jennifer? Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Fezio. I am in Texas, USA. And it's so, so nice to be here and chat with you ladies. I'm excited to be back. Back. Always exciting to have you. Always. And then the lovely Lisa. Well, hello. I'm Lisa Justwine. I am also in the US of A, but probably hundreds of miles away <laughs> over in Michigan. So look for the mitten. I'm That's where I am right around Detroit. And I'm very happy to be here with everyone. We're very happy to have you. And last but by no means least is the beautiful Sue. 
Hi everyone, I'm Sue Quigley uh, from Hardcore Healing and I'm from England. I'm in Kent, little seaside town called Broadstairs. Very lovely it is too. Welcome the team, it's so good to have you back. I always just get really excited as soon as we're all in the same Zoom room together because of the energy, you just go, here's my gang, it's great. So today's topic that I want to discuss is coming out of the spiritual closet um, because it's such an interesting thing to navigate uh, the the way that you change um, when you start working with the spirit world and how you address that with your loved ones who are very close to you but also in the wider community I'd like to explore both aspects if we have time today so let's start with Lisa Lisa did you have to come out of the closet and how did you come out the closet well, I was lucky enough to have a very cool aunt and she was into all this stuff before it was cool. She was into being vegetarian before it was cool. You know, at seven years old, I was picketing uh, for migrant farm workers and, you know, doing like so. So she was like way ahead of her time and she noticed that I was a little different. <laughs> and so I was doing psychometry when I was about eight or nine. I just thought it was a cool game that was being played. Um, I came out of the closet, if you will, after um, a couple of years after my near-death experience when I was 16. And it happened at a video shoot and it was, we were um, having a break and they call it craft services. So I grabbed my food and I was sitting down at a table and this gentleman sat in front of me and all of a sudden I hear, hear everybody, right? It's in my head. I hear, tell him uh, I'm Brenda, I'm his sister and that I'm fine. And I froze because I didn't know. I was like, what the, I'm not doing that. And then she kept telling me it was okay. And he pulled out a book, which was the um, Celestine Prophecy and by James Redfield. And so I thought, well, maybe he'll think, maybe he won't think I'm so weird, you know, if I say something and I just got too terrified and I didn't, I picked up my food and I went to another table. Yes, you guessed it. This gentleman picked up his food and came over to my table and sat directly across from me again. And that's when I knew I had to say something. And I just said, excuse me. I said, uh, Brenda says hi and that she's fine. And I said it like really fast. And he goes, what did you say? And I said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. And he grabbed my hand. He says, yes, you do. That's my sister. What is she saying? She just passed. And so it was the first time that I ever expressed what I heard and it was a positive outcome, but it, it pushed me into studying more, thinking more like, okay, there's something about this because I literally was running away from it. And they're like, nope, this man's going to follow you wherever you go until you say something. So that would be how I came out of a spiritual closet. <laughs> so where, when you were telling, obviously you had your cool aunt, but I'm sure there were people in your family who were just like, well, that's so-and-so, she's always doing something nutty. How did you, uh, people who were non-cool, because obviously we are the coolest, um, how did people who were non-cool, how did they respond to you in your family unit? My close family being my sisters and my parents were all very supportive and wonderful. And I didn't actually talk about it with like aunts and uncles and cousins. I kept everything super, super private. Um, so until about my early twenties, which is when I gave that first message to somebody. Amazing. So I actually had a really positive experience and very loving environment where this was like, okay, just let her do what she wants to do. <laughs> so, um, and I know that's not true for everybody, but for me, it was really true. 
Well, good. How lovely. Sue, tell us about yours. Well, I think I had quite a staggered start, to be quite honest. So I was probably in and out of the closet. Um, and I, I was okay with people kind of knowing that I was always interested in something that was a bit different, thought there was more to life. And I was okay with that. But I was really up in my head when I realised how much I wanted to completely change my life and change my profession to working with the more healing modalities to start with. Um, and I was really, I really wanted to do it. It's like getting the soul calling, knowing it's the right thing to do. But my head was so full of what will people think of me? Will people take me seriously? And then it just, just took over. And I had to. And I remember it was interesting, though, if I think about it now, thinking on the spot, it actually came after I'd stopped doing I was doing coaching and I didn't really like it. I didn't wasn't wasn't really me, but I felt like I'd followed a path and had to continue with it. And then I became really ill. I just became unwell. Just a series of things. I'd get flu or I'd be diagnosed with something else, you know, and I was just unwell for about 18 months. And I think it was during that time that things were really starting to change. It's only when you look back, though, that you start to add all those things up, don't you? People getting you to stop things. But I remember knowing that I wanted to really start up a healing business. And I used to work myself with angels and things like that, but not tell anybody about it. And I was really in my head about how I was going to sort of change things and I always think if you don't change it yourself and it's a big enough calling, it will just start to happen. And it was so weird that all my clients started to come out with talking about things that really surprised me. And there was one lady that I was coaching who was really quite high up in her own business. And I'd, we'd been seeing each other for a few weeks. And then just before the end of our session, she was sort of packing up her bag and we were loosely talking about when shall we talk next time. And she just stopped and said, I just want to ask you a question. You might think I'm really mad, but do you believe in angels? And it was just the most random thing from somebody I didn't expect, but was all I needed to hear to know, yeah, Sue, come on. Just do what you're supposed to be doing. It's okay to change. And it was two things, really. It was that message coming through to like, come on, do it. But also that it had come from a lady who I hadn't... I think I was in that thing where anybody that's spiritual walks around in a turban and a caftan and I didn't really feel that was me. <laughs> you know? And she was suited and booted, executive woman. And I thought, yeah, actually... Spiritual is anything and everything, isn't it? Absolutely. So that's when it started. And, 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 you know, me being ill and then just taking a bit of time out, just seemed to be having one dose of bad flu after another. And I think it was all quite telling. And I just thought, I'm just going to go for it. So I just did. And And what about people in your life? How did your husband cope with that? How did your family and friends, have you had to deal with anything there? really you know I think I've been quite lucky I think it was quite you know my husband's always been really supportive but it is really true what they say that sometimes people will just drop away from you and I've had a lot of friendships that have just dropped away but not through mm -hmm. any argument or anything it's mm -hmm. just you realize that you're just on a different level and I'm sure that I have people from my past that look at me now and go what is she doing what is she doing <laughs> but I also know that for everyone that thinks I'm weird 
I think they're just even more weird if they don't have a belief system, you know, if they don't believe in it, you know, so, but it's all cool. It's fine. I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of peace that has come into my life since, you know, I fully immersed myself in healing and working with spirit. I have so much peace now that I never, ever had before. Mm-hmm. that it really makes coming out the closet quite easy, you know, in a way. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of people have left my life, but a lot of new people have come in. And my I think my relationships are a lot more meaningful. Um, and I've got, you know, fabulous memories of friends. I haven't fell out with anybody, but I realise that there are, I'm not for everybody and that's okay. Uh, yeah, true. Okay, Louise, um, what about you? Yeah, I've been thinking really long and hard about this since you said what the subject was going to be. Um, mine's been such a long journey, if I'm honest. It's, I was, um, 18 when I first went to like a, um, a development group if you like I think I spoke to you about this Hannah in, when you interviewed me actually and I was it was a friend's mum of mine I was working I always worked really corporate before I started working as a medium so I was working in London for a big advertising agency and a friend's mum a friend at work her mum was I think she was a Reiki healer I don't remember but she would go to her house there was angels everywhere and crystals and I just loved it and I was so fascinated and she asked me to go along, me and my friends, to this development course. And this guy told me, he pulled me out like they do and told me that I had the gift and that I should be working with spirit. And, and I loved it. And I started going once a week. It was actually in Kent. So I was driving from Essex to Kent. I can't remember where about, Bexley Heath, I think. But I remember it was over that way. And I was driving over there once a week to do these development classes. And I started um, using psychometry, like you said, Lisa, reading for people, And I did really, really well. And the stuff I was picking up was blowing people's minds and blowing my mind. And he was like, you have to do this. Spirit needs you to work with them. And I was like 18, 19. And I was just so worried about what people would think about me. And back then, obviously, it was like 20 odd years ago, it wasn't as um, socially acceptable as it is now. And I'm not even sure if it is that socially acceptable right now. So I'll talk about it in a minute. But back then, it really wasn't. And my dad was um, a metropolitan police officer in the West End of London. And we've got a very close family. And I, I just I felt really strange about telling anyone that I was able to do things I was able to do. So I kind of ignored my calling and just went back into the corporate world and, you know, earned good money and just lived a normal life. And all my friends would say, you know, if ever they had problems or something was going on in their life, they'd be like, oh, you'll know, you're psychic. What should I do? What should I do? But I just never felt um, the confidence to do it. Never, ever. And every time I went for readings, because as you know, spiritual people, we love going for readings, don't we? Can't read for ourselves. Uh, the mediums that I would see and the spiritualists that I would see would always say to me, you're meant to work with spirit. It's what you were put here for. You're meant to help people. You're meant to change people's lives, blah, blah, blah. But I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I worried too much about what people thought of me. And I didn't want to be um, like what Sue said, you know, you, you have this image of a medium of someone with a crystal ball and a scarf around their head and, you know, Gypsy Rosie Lee or whatever you call her. But, yeah, I just didn't want to be that person. So I avoided it for a long time. And then I went for a really horrible um, divorce with my ex-husband. And uh, as I was coming out the other side of that divorce, I met my 
now husband, Billy, and it was when we were away. He's actually got a, um, a degree in psychology. He's got a master's in psychology. So he didn't believe in any of this. He was very scientific. None of this existed. And we were on holiday once, our first holiday together in Egypt, and I just was feeling things about people that were there. And it was so over, but probably one of the most profound moments of my spiritual career, I suppose. It was just overwhelming everything I was picking up to the point where I was like, I've got to tell him that I can feel these things about these people that were in our hotel. And, and I told him and I was like, I can feel that I know things about people. I can just look at them and feel their energy and feel what's going on. And he was like, okay, I think he thought I was crazy, but he listened and I told him some things and Billy being Billy's not, um, backwards in coming forwards he just went up and started talking to the people and found out that the things I was saying were true and from that moment on he was fascinated um and then when we come back to England I was like okay so what do I do with this should I start telling people what I do and I was still too scared so I decided to start reading for friends but only very very close friends that I felt wouldn't judge me or wouldn't think I was mad or crazy and that's kind of how my career started. I read for a couple of people and they told people and it just grew from there. But to this day, and I've had a very successful career for 11 years doing my readings, I don't like telling people what I do. And when I think I messaged you about it, Hannah, like when, when um, Billy and I are out at a party or something, if I hear him, you know, like your ears prick up when you know you're being talked about. If I can hear my husband telling people, oh, yeah, Louise is a medium, like she does these amazing readings for people. I literally hate it. I hate the feeling of people saying, oh, what can you pick up about me? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. It really, I just don't like it. So, but in terms of my family, and, and my dad, I'm really, really close to my dad. I'm close to all of my family, my mum too. But my mum's all very open-minded. I was really worried about telling my dad. Um, but, yeah, when I did tell him what I was doing and what I was working as, he was actually really proud of me. And I actually discovered that my dad is probably him and my mum combined are the people I get my gift from. And that's why he was such a good detective because he was um, very, very, very intuitive and knew things that would happen before. You know, he had amazing dreams that come true and stuff like that. So, yeah, my family and my friends have all been very receptive and fine, actually. They love it. And most people love it, don't they? But then you get the odd idiot that doesn't like it or that tries to test you. And that, and I'm just... I'm not confrontational. I'm quite an insecure person. So if ever I get that in a situation, I find it really difficult. So, yeah, for me, it, this topic's really interesting. And I was really interested to hear how you all felt because I didn't mind coming out of the spiritual closet. And I think Sue said, sometimes I go back into it because I don't like people to know what I do. But fear of judgment, I suppose. But that's ego, isn't it? And I think I was saying this in one of the podcasts recently, the part of the problem as well is the way that we've been portrayed in the media and throughout time. It's it it is laughable. Um, we are mocked and with good reason sometimes with the way that we've been portrayed in the UK. Certainly, we had a medium that was on Saturday night TV on the lottery called Mystic Meg. And she, you know, she would look into her crystal ball and talk in a voice and and. I think that we're still sort of under ideas like that for a lot of people that they are we're held in in that kind of space what about you Jennifer what's your experience been let me unmute you 
Well, I'll be honest, Hannah, when you told me what the topic was going to be <laughs> for today's show, I, I, I got a little sad and then I got nervous and then I really thought about what I wanted to say today. Because I'm going to, to be frank, I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but my experience has been terrible with my family coming out of the closet. You know, this is a very, very devout Catholic family um, in the South. And now, granted, both of my parents were in spirit by the time I realized I was a medium. So I had aunts and then I had uh, my grandparents who kind of became like my parents. But there was just no desire for interest or intrigue. There was judgment right away. Mm -hmm. And as bad as this situation can be, like our worst nightmares, that was, I mean, and that still to this day is pretty much how it is. There is no pride. Uh, there is no curiosity. In fact, it seems like the more I, the more I keep going and the more I grow as a medium and in this business, the more there is almost a resentment from these devout Catholics. You know, I, when I first found out I was a medium with my friends, I did not hold back at all. I thought it was the most beautiful thing in the world. To me, it was, wow, is this why I've always felt so different? I've always had these thoughts and visions in my mind. Wow, it finally makes sense. And, you know, friend-wise, I just felt more comfortable to really shout it and be loud. And that's who I did express it to first before family. And I had it a lot easier with my friends. I'll never forget. I had three best friends at the time and all of them I'd had about 15 years. And one was my friend that to this day is still my friend who was always intrigued by ghosts and spookies and all that. And her, I remember all of their exact words to me the moment I told them, all three of these girlfriends. And the one who was into the ghosts and the spookies she looked at me when I said, I said, I told her, I said, Amanda, I said, I think I can talk to dead people. I think I'm a medium. And she was, we were, we were having dinner and she just paused and her eyes got real big. And she said, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> you know? And I was like, yes, it is. And then my second friend who very level-headed, very calm, not necessarily very religious, I remember I told, I said the exact same words to all of them. I think I can talk to dead people. Her response was, well, who's to say you can't? What if? <laughs> Good. But we're not friends anymore. And then the third, third friend, a devout Southern Baptist, right away judgment. And she looked at me and she said, are you consorting with spirits? <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. You don't even see the positive and in, in, you're going straight to judgment here after all we've had together. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still on, uh, now to this day, I'm only friends with the first friend still. And that's very sad. And we're going on, you know, 20 something years of friendship though. So friends that. Oh, you just, but you know, it's kind of like what Sue said, the most beautiful people come into our path. 
when others go away because we we raise up the vibration is different but with family i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna sugarcoat it it's hard they don't want to acknowledge what i do it's very very sad and it is flipping hard absolutely hard people need to hear that jennifer i'm so glad that you're saying that because that is what people have been running into and why they stay in the closet so long is that, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to lose their friends. They, they don't want, you know, family members to uh, ostracize them. So I think it's wonderful. And it, if I could just, can I ask her a question? Is that all right, Hannah? Of course. So yeah. when, when you got this pushback from, from family members, just in case there's anyone out there who's afraid to, to do that, how did you deal with that? I knew without a doubt that I, first of all, in the new phases of mediumship, some mediums, you know, we go through this doubting phase of, is it my conscious mind? Am I really a medium or whatever? But for me, I knew without a doubt and trusted in spirit that I sensed my mom around their sister, you know, my aunts who I was talking to when I got this pushback and I still do to this day. My reverence and belief and love for spirit, even in the beginning, was so strong. What I've said to them and what I still say is, I understand you're disappointed in me, but I am just as disappointed in you and not seeing outside the lines of Catholicism. And I have literally said, (laughs) Aunt so-and-so, it's okay that we believe different things, that we are different religions. We believe, and she cut me off and she, and that's all I can't, that's all we can do is say, it's okay to be different. You know, just don't judge and be mean. But yet the response from auntie was no, Jennifer, because I actually see you going in the opposite direction. Talking about the H E L L. And I just said, well, then I guess we just have to agree to be different. And it's the Catholicism and the South. It is the worst combination possible to be a spiritualist here in the States, the worst place that, that you could, you could live. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And, and so what I say is stand up for your self. That's what I say. If you know you Amen. love spirit and it's true, which we all know, you know, you stand up for yourself. But there, it's, it's hard, though, because there is a division. But again, my parents were in spirit. I can tell you right now, my mom, the oldest of all these sisters, she would have been like, Jennifer, that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Pull some cards for me. Let me see your tarot. You know, can you talk to my grandma? Yeah. But she isn't. And again, you know, it's, um, it's just real interesting, you know, to see responses. And I'm glad Hannah, you called on me last because I really wanted to listen to everyone's responses. It, 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 I, I want to put a positive spin on this, but I just, I, not with my family. Well, and, and it's actually, really, really hard and it really sucks. You have put a positive but, spin on it because you're still doing it, Jennifer. <laughs> so there will be people out there who are listening to this podcast in secret who have had that kind of reaction from their loved ones and let it pull them away from mm-hmm. what we all recognize as the unconditional love of the spirit world. So you are being That's positive. Your story is positive because you're still doing it and you don't know who that's going to reach and who that's going to inspire. Um, so, and yeah, ironically, yeah. I would say my worst reactions have been from people not I've got Catholic people in my family and in fact my Catholic cousin was here yesterday talking to me about it all and we were discussing what do you think is God but because we can both be respectful of each other's differing experiences and upbringings it was a fan-bloody-tastic conversation not so much for my hungover husband who was just sitting there looking like he really just wanted to be anywhere else but for me but my problem actually are the are the uh the non-believers in anything they're the ones that have been rudest to me. And mm. that um, doesn't come from a place of faith. I'm guessing it comes from a place of fear. Um, but I mean, I got in from my 41 and a half party on Saturday night and my friend's husband told me that I'm a fraud. Nice. Before I went to bed. <laughs> I just thought that that was an okay thing to say. Just said, well, you're obviously, obviously you're fake because it's not real, is it? Obviously it's not. You're just doing it for the money. Hmm. And I went, where's the money then? Because <laughs> I'm like, where is it? What? <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it's such, and to be so flatline, to be able to say that to somebody about their integrity, somebody that you've known for a long period of time, um, it didn't bother me because that's just where he's at. And I actually feel a bit sorry for him because he's missing out on the good stuff. Mm. But m- my main thing really has not been, anything as bad as that it was funny it was almost like it was the spirit world going we know what we're going to talk about on Monday so I have this on Saturday night but um is the gentle put downs from people I know so not so much big we don't like you you're sinning you're consorting with spirit which I actually quite like and might put on my business card consorting of spirits 
Yes. It sounds pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's a quote from the Bible. That's why she <laughs> threw it at me. Even better. Wouldn't that drive him crazy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to get that in metallic print. <laughs> but even, even it's just the kind of, oh, here she comes. I used to get things on the school run when I was picking my children up. Oh, watch out, everybody. Here she comes. Here comes the nutter and stuff like that, which ha, 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 is bants, some might say, me not harmful, some might say. But then also, actually, it is hard. And I can understand, Louise, what you were saying about when you hear people talking about you and you think, oh, please. Yeah, makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You've Especially- let your husband know since then, right, not to do that. Well, he still does it sometimes. I think he's so proud of me and what I've achieved. And boundaries, boundaries. Yeah, yeah. But he's um, he doesn't mean to ever upset me. And he's actually, yeah, he's calmed down a little bit with it now. But, I mean, he was blown away. He actually went for a period when I was working in the evenings. I don't work in the evenings anymore because we've got children. But I used to, like, when they were little, I'd do my readings in the evening. And he would always have a little chat with my clients afterwards and be like, what did she pick up? What did she get? <laughs> Just to like, he was so fascinated. He'd be like, oh my God, but if I, I haven't got an aunt in spirit called June or whatever it was that I'd picked up, like it would really blow his mind. And I think he's just so, it's, it's changed his whole opinion to the point where he actually started working with me doing my um, workshops. He, he was working alongside me doing all like the quantum physics and all the science side of spirituality yeah he he's amazing and he yeah he really sings my crazy so I think he does it in the nice with the biggest heart but I just I don't like that even like the thought like you say Hannah that people would you know do the whole stupid jokes like oh you're a medium I thought you were a small and all those stupid like it just I just want to have a drink and a party and not be Louise the medium sometimes (laughs) you know yeah be off be off from it and that, yeah. again I've had people do things like that and when people I mean my mum was trying to get me to give a business card to somebody when we were on a retreat together and I just knew that they weren't ready for a reading they yeah. didn't really understand the process and they needed to work on themselves first and my mum was going have you got a business card give them a business card well you can look her up on Facebook <laughs> and I just wanted it I was like they're not ready I don't want to work with them yeah. <laughs> so you want people to come to you, don't you? Exactly. You want people to come to you, yeah. Exactly. Can so, I just say something? Sorry, but Jennifer, I, I really felt what you were saying then. It made me feel really sad in my heart, like listening to you. And and this whole thing about religion, because I've had a lot of clients that have come to see me and they, they can't tell they're from very religious families, whether it's Catholic or whatever, um, Muslims even, whatever, and they can't tell their families that they see spiritualists and mediums. And it just baffles me because surely all religion comes from spiritualism anyway, right? God, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you actually read the Bible, Jesus was pretty much a medium, wasn't he? He was just getting messages and healing people and helping people and trying to spread love. And that's all we do. And I just think it's really kind of ironic that spiritual, um, sorry, religious people don't like spiritualism I find that really strange I when... had a very confusing childhood because of that I went to a religious school and I had a real faith I believed the whole story of Jesus I believed in this greater power I used to love listening to the bible stories and I even used to test them out I used to test my faith and I'd be rewarded greatly 
and but there was no love at all and certainly no joy in any of the church services in any of the community you know I remember going to church because I really enjoyed it and but there was no acceptance or tolerance or love or compassion at all certainly no love even when I used to go to friends houses after school the real dour religious families oh my goodness yeah it was horrific Mm -hmm. and I couldn't and I remember they started um they started a church service on a Saturday afternoon which for me as a teenager was amazing so we would do our usual walk around town there'd be me my ripped jeans my leather jacket (laughs) and um we were called into the nuns offices on the Monday and told that unless we were to dress better, we were not to go to church. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. The, the, only, the only negative acceptance thing was when I was asked to speak at a church and be, to tell about my near-death experience because they were open enough to that. But what happened was the church elders found out um, what I did and that I don't go to a church. And then they said, no, she can't come. And the gentleman who asked me to come, I felt so bad for him. He was telling me this. And I just stopped and I said, oh, I see. I said, well, you make sure you go back to the church elders and say, you know, I may not have read the Bible, but I think Jesus let just about anybody sit at his feet, right? He accepted everybody. So what's their excuse? And the guy just said, I'm so sorry, Lisa. I don't know what to say. And that was like the only like shut down because you are who you are and you don't go to a building. Um, you know, that was the complete shutdown on it, which was weird, but you know, that's religion. Yeah. Well it is, isn't it? I mean, my kids went to a church of England school and I offered to do meditation and mindfulness after school classes for free, just so that the kids could experience it because we know how stressed out and anxious kids are. And it was mm. like I had pooped on a plate and tried to hand it to the head teacher as a gift. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe the expression that went across her face. And that's even funnier to me because Catholicism, you know, you get it. They're really staunch. They are really staunch. But Church of England, we all know, was created so that a king could get divorced. Like, how can you be so staunch in that scenario? That makes zero sense to me. But that is that is religion. And I sometimes think I know it's really hurtful. And I know that you've been hurt, Jennifer. Um, by by your family's reaction to you and and their ongoing reaction to you but they've been given what they perceive in their human minds as a rule book haven't they and they are just so indoctrinated in that rule book it's the people that haven't even got that that are the shutdowns that I find vexing do you want to say something Jennifer I'm thinking about how silver birch quoted in his book, The Teaching of Silver Birch, how we are not supposed to be victims of creedal slavery. And isn't there truth in that? That really spoke to me. I found a lot of comfort in his book. Um, You know, I just want to (laughs) say, I want to say a lot of things, you know, now that we're talking about religion at play here, you know, none of it's necessarily necessary which I love spiritualism it has mediumship at the core but it is man-made and created too agreed no religion is ever needed to connect to spirit 
and that's how it should be because that's what jesus was that's what jesus was and absolutely I, he's one of the greatest psychic mediums to walk this earth of course i think moses was maybe a little bit better of a medium sometimes they're psychic <laughs> but, um no offense knows i love him um still love him um but you know honestly it makes me wonder why we are born why we choose to come into these families though and this could be a whole different discussion for another episode hannah is this part of our journey to go through these battles with our families to come out as mediums? And does it shape us into who we are supposed to guide into mediumship? Because I know it has for who's, who I am teaching. You know, um, I, I had a student, a mentee message me and she's, oh God, she's kicking butt. She's three months into development and this girl is a natural medium. And she came out of the closet on social media. And it's so funny to see all them tiptoe to it. And then they eventually do it. And you're so proud of them. And then here they come in the, the, the messages of, well, Jennifer, I got this negative feedback and all that. But this student, it was, you know, this message a few days ago, how she came out of the closet on social media. And her exact words to her from one of her closest friends was, just make sure you keep Jesus in your pocket. Um, when she announced she was a medium. And I thought, you know, maybe this is why I had the path I had and still do is to be kind of a warrior because maybe that's just what's needed here in the deep South. Mm. I think I can't you've, answered your, you've answered your own thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, I, I demanded. Always... Go ahead, Hannah. <laughs> Sorry, but I always think that as a teacher, you have to go through these things so that you can teach from your heart because mediumship so much of mediumship is not something factual or not something you can read from a book but it's you sharing your energy with your students so they yeah. sit in that energy and learn from it think what a, I know that it's a horrible but think what a gift you are to, mm-hmm. to people who are like you yeah but if you had had someone like you think how different your path may have been and now you can be that light for them and that's what I've told him. And that's what I've thought. I've said to spirit, where was I for me? Where was I for me nine years ago? Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm so happy. I can create this space for these women, which we don't have spiritualist churches down here in the South. We don't have them in the U.S. really, mm-hmm. you know, um, but just to create a space for these women that know without, well, very few men, mainly women mm-hmm. that know they sense the other side, they sense spirit. And it's, um, I couldn't have had an easy path to be what I need to be for them. In fact, I probably had to have a pretty terrible, crappy one. And I have, and I don't mind saying it and it sucks. I hate pity. I'm not looking for pity, but it is what it is. And there was a point where I was very angry at spirit with it. But then spirit said, you can't be what you need to be for them unless you've been through this. And that was maybe a few years ago, you know? So thank, thank you for those words, Hannah. Thank you for the words, Louise and Sue. Welcome. And, and Miss Lisa. <laughs> so it's yeah. all very interesting, isn't it? The past, yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. But but I believe, and I, and I think we all do, don't we? That the the unique teacher you become is the path that you've taken, because we have to do that to appeal to the people that we do. You know, that's what makes everyone unique. You know, that's why definitely that's why you're the best teachers, aren't aren't you? Aren't you, Jennifer? You know, yeah. you're unique. You, there's no because you can offer what you do through your life experience as it will be with Louise, as it is with Hannah, yeah. as it is with Lisa, you know. I actually think that's why it didn't happen for me all those years ago, you know. I do, because I was I had no life experience really. What life experience did I have? None, really. And I think you have to go through some really tricky things and navigate some really difficult things in life to be and I, I mean this in all respect to all the mediums I've taught and worked with. Some of them are still very young and still, you know, finding their feet in life. And they haven't really been through half of the stuff that I'm sure we've all been through collectively. Um, but they're amazing mediums, but maybe they're, you know, not as good. And they can't teach just yet like we all do, right? We're all teachers in one way or another because we have to have this difficult path. And I think, Jennifer, you're really brave, the stuff you said today. Really yeah. brave. And yeah. It's hard to talk about it, isn't it, sometimes? <laughs> it's, I was very nervous about today. And I was just like, oh, my God, how am I going to put a positive spin on this? And then Spirit said, people need to hear it. Yeah, I was canceled. I was like, I don't want to do that to Hannah, but I don't want to talk about this. Spirit so said, but people need to hear it. And I was like, oh, God. And I don't care what my family thinks. I don't care if they listen to this. If I did, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today. But exactly. it's not from a hateful place or a negative place. It's for a belief in spirit place. I just know. Yeah, you know? and I, I, be I believe in, I don't know about you ladies, but I believe in Jesus and I believe in God and I believe in, in one kind of universal, I don't know, the universe, I suppose I'd call it, but some people call it God, some people call it, um, I don't know, I can't think of any other religions. All, all sorts. Yeah, also, Buddha, Allah. Yeah, um, but why can't yeah. you believe? But that, that all, like I said earlier, it all comes down to the same thing. So why can't you be religious, but also be a spiritual practitioner? I just don't get it. Like you said, Jesus was one of the best mediums, psychic mediums that yeah. there ever was. So I think it's really sad that people are so close-minded. And I think we also have to be careful with this as spiritualists. I'm just going to flip it for the last little bit here because this is something, I mean, I don't work in a lot of churches. So Jennifer, you saying there's no churches around by you. There are a few around here, but again, I don't want to be held in that in their mold either. Because the beautiful, yeah. the beautiful thing for me always about the spirit world is it has always been the message they've always given me is be you do yeah. it how you want to do it. You know, be respectful and be have integrity and hold yourself accountable to a high standard, but do it the way that you want to do it. And I think that's where they're moving us now in the energy. Sue and I were talking about this, weren't we, Sue? All change. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. I love that. It's it's all changed for all of us, you know, globally anyway. So why wouldn't mediumship, why wouldn't the spiritual community, the spiritualist community change too? You know, it's all I think we can all feel that that change and that there is a newness 
that wants yeah. to come in and something that's all, all embracing and all encompassing, you know, because it's just love at the end of the day, isn't it? That's what it has to be. And I think yes. each person will understand or know when their right time is to come out of the closet because sure. either it'll just be like a whoosh and it'll just happen like the gentleman sitting in front of me and you have to do it now, or it, it you'll just know, you'll know. And it's not always going to feel pleasant. You know, as I'm sure all of us can attest, we didn't go, Oh, yay, I'm going to step out and have everybody judge me. Feels awesome. Um, <laughs> but you will know when it's okay. And especially when you're super connected to the spirit around you, whether it's loved ones, whether it's your guides, angels, whatever it is, they will be there to support you and help you. I promise you this. And all of these ladies, we're shaking our heads. Yes, no, and they will help you. So be courageous. You'll know the right time. It yeah. is It is that knowing that is you can't escape from. I made, I completely changed direction in my life and I know the decisions I made I don't blame people for thinking I'd lost the plot I left a very well-paid job I left everything that was normal and chose something and, and actually just drifted for about four years but I just knew I had to do something different I knew it had to happen I knew it and there was a quiet faith in me that was that it's going to be okay and on the surface, things weren't okay, you know, <laughs> financially, we were in a pit and all of, and I'm sure lots of people were questioning my sanity, but I just knew, mm -hmm. you know, didn't know what, <laughs> but I knew that I had to go that way and be, and turn and away. And be awesome. Well, we are, aren't we? Um, yeah. Thank you all. So I hope if you're listening, this has inspired you to maybe step a little pinky toe and dip it in the water. But equally, if that makes you think I'm not ready, that's a good place to be. It's mm -hmm. fine to not be ready. Don't force yourself. The spirit world are totally non-judgmental. The stuff that I've done when spirit have been around, which have been so human <laughs> and so ego based and so disgusting, and they still work with me. So they're not there judging you for not stepping out of the closet. The only judgment you feel is your own. So if you need to hokey-cokey back in and out, as Sue and Louise were saying, that's okay too. I don't tell everybody I meet what I do. I'm going No, I'm going on, I'm going undercover. I'm going on a three nights to Scotland for my husband's work. And uh, I'm not going to tell a soul what I do there. I am going to be a housewife. And I'm going to, that, I'm going to be a whole new persona because I can't be bothered to deal with it. Simple as. I yeah, just, I, I get that. I can't be bothered and I don't feel any judgment in that so there isn't I don't think in or out there's only shades of where you're feeling in that moment and how and and where you feel and it's okay to think today I'm just gonna hide my light under a bushel and other mm -hmm. days there it is have it and blinding everybody yeah yeah and we know we can feel into that for sure if it's really needed then it'll come out even yeah. when we think we're not supposed to talk about our mediumship or being a medium. But then, then it's like, really? Oh my gosh, I think I'm supposed to talk to her about this. Okay, here we go. Let's dive in head first. <laughs> Wasn't expecting it, but uh, you know. I'll, I'll text like you all from Scotland. 
I'll text you all if I get on the hot seat and I go, damn it, guys. Damn it, there's a lady here and her mother keeps bugging me and I don't want to do it. I'm going to have to come out. You never know. Yeah. Thank you all again for your vulnerability for sharing your stories for holding this space it's been incredible and i'm very much looking forward to next month thanks. good to see all of you thanks Anna. Thank you, thanks, Anna. thanks everyone planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.